Hello and welcome to the Cafe Bitcoin podcast, brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, the best way to buy and learn about Bitcoin. I'm your host, Alex Danzig, and we're excited to announce that we're bringing the Cafe Bitcoin conversation from Twitter Spaces to you on this show, the Cafe Bitcoin podcast, Monday through Friday, every week. Join us as we speak to guests like Michael Saylor, Lynn Alden, Corey Clipston, Greg Foss, Tomer Strolight, and many others in the Bitcoin space. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get notifications when we launch a new episode. You can join us live on Twitter Spaces Monday through Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern every morning to become part of the conversation yourself. Thanks again. We look forward to bringing you the best Bitcoin content daily here on the Cafe Bitcoin Podcast. Good morning, Cafe Bitcoiners. Good morning, Bitcoin community. Uh, my name is Tomer Strolight. I'm guest hosting today. I get to have the privilege of hosting this show every once in a while uh, when others are away and uh, and others are away today. So, <laughs> so let's play. Uh, this is Cafe Bitcoin. It's a great source for daily news on what's going on in Bitcoin. Lots of really smart people in the Bitcoin community uh, join us every day. Hopefully today will not be an exception. Good morning, Peter. And uh, and and we get to discuss what's going on in the news. It's it's amazing to me how much news has been going on in Bitcoin the last few weeks. It feels like every day a couple of things uh, that are newsworthy are are happening. Especially for those of us who uh, who look closely at um, at the Bitcoin space and kind of monitor what's going on day to day. So. Today's no exception, uh, and I'll just wait for a couple of other people to join uh, here on the stage. Although, uh, Nico, good morning as well to you. Uh, there's a few things to discuss. I hope everyone had a really nice Thanksgiving, uh, all, all all you Americans who celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm a Canadian. We celebrated it in October, uh, but uh, it was really nice to share comments of thanks with many of my American friends and colleagues yesterday. Uh, so I, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and are uh, recovering nicely from whatever uh, went on. I, I trust that uh, most of the people here tried orange pilling somebody last night uh, at Thanksgiving dinner. It's become a quite a Bitcoiner tradition to see how many people <laughs> you can orange pill or talk to about Bitcoin. Uh, so maybe with that, I'll open it up to uh, the other folks who are already on stage uh, Nico and Peter, how did your orange pilling go last night? Good morning, Toner, Tomer. Uh, good morning, Peter. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think the first couple of years that I was in Bitcoin, you know, I was that crazy psychopath on the table. But, uh, you know, it's been quite a while. My parents are, you know, my parents, my sisters, they're they're all... Uh, orange pills at this point they're all you know even though they might not know how to properly you know send and receive uh you know bitcoin and i have to be the uncle jim of the family to make sure that they're not losing access to their self-custody and whatnot um we didn't even talk about bitcoin because everyone at the table is essentially a bitcoiner you know which is really refreshing but um yeah, I mean, I I do remember though the first couple of, you know, the first couple of years of me just <laughs> wanting to talk about Bitcoin the entire time and, you know, everyone just calls me crazy and whatnot. 
But it's interesting what number go up technology does. You know, it, it, they ignore you at first, NGU goes up, and then they're like, hey, you know, this Bitcoin thing, it's pretty interesting. Anyways, I just wanted to pop in, say, uh, say, uh, show my support to, uh, to you, Tomer, and Jacob, and wish everybody an amazing weekend and happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving and whatnot. Thank you, Tomer, for uh, bringing me up on stage and take care, everybody. Thanks, Nico. Have a great, um, have a great rest of your day. How about you, Peter? How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. I'm I'm a little tired. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, for the first time in a long time, I uh, was in an empty house for Thanksgiving. And I'll again be honest with you, it was quite refreshing. It was quite nice. I, I don't mind. I don't mind being in an empty house. I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, Peter was alone on thanksgiving it's just fine i'm 59 years old i've had plenty of thanksgivings i didn't have to deal with travel i didn't have to i didn't have to deal with uh with the family uh, engagement and um it, it's it's all good all right well so we've <laughs> anyways yeah it sounds like the the world is changing a little bit either bitcoiners have united to only have thanksgiving with with one another or to eat alone or they've succeeded in orange pilling much of their family, so we may need we may need to expand the tradition. Certainly, if there's anybody uh, in the audience who wants to share uh, their Thanksgiving story, I I'd love for you to raise your hand and come up here and uh, and let us know how things went how things went for you. I am noticing that there are more be uh, beginner forums opening up for people talking about Bitcoin as the price rallies. And the expectation of the having approaches and the expectation of uh, ETFs uh, increases. There's more and more people who are starting to talk about Bitcoin. And they're talking about it from quite beginner terms. I, I dropped into a spaces a couple of nights ago um, that had a couple of hundred people in it, I think. And people were asking really beginner questions about Bitcoin, like, how do you know there's only going to be 21 million? Can't someone invent a better computer that's going to mine more coins? What if Satoshi shows up and moves his coins? Isn't that going to destroy the network? Can't he take control of it? So these are all questions which I presume many people in the audience know the answers to. They may not know technically all the explanations to, but why these things aren't concerns. But these were very vocal questions. And I, I, was, I was desperately raising my hand in the spaces to get on stage, but I couldn't make it on there. And so I found it excruciatingly painful to listen to the terrible explanations, often uh, wrong explanations, uh, trying to explain the right things, but sometimes wrong explanations about wrong conclusions. And it was, um, it just reminded me how early we are and how much work we still have to do to explain to people because Bitcoin is not like anything they've ever seen before. It is something that can't be changed, that can't be, uh, you know, corrupted. And they just presume that everything in this world can be corrupted by people. And so I, it, it takes me back to why Bitcoin is such a special invention and so unique and one of a kind that we actually have an agreement, a contract between all of us. You, you can join the, you can sign up for the agreement, but you can't modify the agreement. And the agreement has these rules. And if you, if you sign up for it, it's an ironclad agreement. And there will only be 21 million of these things to earn them. You must do the proof of work in a highly dynamic competition. 
that's open to anybody to spend them. You must not have spent them before. You must be in possession of the private key and whatever other minor rules we want to talk about in Bitcoin. But it's it's this inviolable agreement. And what agree, what other agreement do you know of that is inviolable, that's man-made? You know, the courts are just filled with people suing each other, uh, alleging that they had agreements that were broken. Uh, and and here we have something new, an, an agreement that that is unbreakable and, and is only modifiable when the overwhelming majority of us agree to it. And anyone who disagrees to it gets to continue to operate under the old rules. And you can continue to run the agreement, enforcing the rules as they always were. You may end up in a minority chain, but now we're talking about forks. So I I, I think we're I think we're. I guess if we are headed into another bull run, which very, very many people believe we are, I, I certainly do, but I don't want to say it like I know it as a fact. Be prepared for some frustrating times and times that require your patience in educating people because they've never seen something like this before, right? They are under the impression that everything changes all the time especially anything in the technology space or anything in the realm of things human beings made. It just changes and and new people come to be in charge and they change the direction. But there's nobody in charge here and it's almost impossible to change the thing. And that's and that's what's really important. And understanding why it is that it's almost impossible to change the thing is something that you'll be you might be asked to explain. I'm maybe preparing people for next Thanksgiving here. Um, and so we can go into reasons and discussions on on that. Um, Tao, welcome to the stage. Thank you for showing up. I'm sure you had an exciting Thanksgiving that you want to report on or something else. Good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, Homer. Good morning, everybody. Um, wow, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you guys don't miss a beat. Uh, this is amazing. Um, yeah, no, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving family as usual and you know I made a sort of promise to myself that I'm gonna try my best not to talk about Bitcoin because I talk about it all the time and so I actually wore a belt with a belt buckle with a letter B um, it wasn't a Bitcoin symbol but it looked very similar and it did have an effect that I thought it would slightly. And um, people did ask me, is that Bitcoin? Like, is that what, what you got it for? And it started a small conversation, okay? Because, you know, again, I, I don't want to try to drive it too much. I'm waiting for people to be interested because I just feel that I may be a little bit annoying. But we did get our conversation going. They did recognize it. And to your point, Homer, um, they are now asking about it. Right? They're asking about it. They know about Bitcoin. They know about you know, this discussion out there. Um, and I do feel that we're in this bull run. And the funny thing is, every time a bull run occurs, you always feel like you don't have enough. You may feel like you have enough at the moment, like let's say right now, like, oh, I'm pretty good. But anytime a, a bull run kicks off, 
I have this weird urge, weird feeling. It's like I still need to get more for some reason, and this is the funniest thing ever. But yeah, I had a great Thanksgiving. Um, thanks for hosting this. I would love to listen to see what other people have to say. Thanks. Well, yeah, thanks for coming up. It doesn't look like we have too many volunteers coming up. I, I, I would encourage you, but we won't bite. And it's and it's really interesting, uh, for me at least, to uh, get feedback from people and see what the pulse of the situation is. Are are people cautious about spot, speaking about Bitcoin because uh, maybe we're still smarting from having talked about it when it reached its all-time high of uh, 69,000 and, uh, and then seeing it go back, I, again, in, encourage you to ask yourself um what your what your conviction around bitcoin is and, but i i understand if people are uh ha, have perhaps talked less about bitcoin last night um or just are less eager to come up on stage and discuss it i i appreciate it's also the day after a holiday so people are just still waking up and and whatnot nevertheless let's let's maybe turn to one of our news items um and that is that the wallet of satoshi which is one of the leading custodial lightning wallets um, has been removed from the US uh, Google Play and Apple app and iPhone app stores and it was uh, it it appears to have been uh, they've tweeted that it was a voluntary move on their part they didn't explain all the reasons but one can presume that the reasons had to do with US regulations and tracking and surveillance com- requirements that they either can't comply with or choose not to comply with and so they have withdrawn this uh they have withdrawn their app from the app store now if you have it on your phone it's still on your phone i don't think it gets deleted uh which is good because if you hold a bitcoin balance in there you don't want to you don't want to lose that but it's it's certainly time for a couple of things here one is one is obviously if you're in the united you want to find something else that you can that you can use ultimately send the money to um it's not that the wallet will necessarily stop working but you you don't want to be in a situation where you can't download the app again if you accidentally remove it or it fades away from your computer or from your device um i i for the record last night i was a little concerned about this i had a, a reasonable balance on wallet of satoshi and so and i also have a full custodial self custodial uh lightning node at home which has inbound lightning capacity greater than the balance that i held on my wallet of satoshi and so i moved i i did a number of transactions sending from my wallet of satoshi to my own personal node i don't have i used to have a direct channel this this is maybe a little bit technical so if you don't understand what i'm saying here don't worry about it. the the point the point of the matter is I was successfully able to send Satoshis from Wallet of Satoshi to my own self-custodial Lightning node that went to channels that I had with other parties. I used to have a channel open with Wallet of Satoshi, but I guess it was too small, and they closed it some time ago unilaterally. But um, I was um, I was able to send off a, quite a substantial amount. Like I don't want to say, like you know. $400 or so worth of Bitcoin in a number of transactions. None of them failed. Uh, I, I don't get to see exactly how they routed because as a recipient, you don't get to see that. Only the sender gets to see it. And technically, the sender is Wallet of Satoshi here. But all of these uh, transactions were completed in under a second. Uh, some so fast, it felt like they were completed before I pushed the send button. 
uh, and and the fees were like 23 satoshis per transaction. I think they ranged between 23 and 25 satoshis. So I did a, to- a grand total of six transactions last night because I, I just wanted to see them in various sizes, and uh, and they all worked. They all worked instantly, and the fees were again pretty negligible. Right? So in total, for six transactions, moving hundreds of dollars, I paid a few cents in transaction fees. Uh, so I don't think that there's anything to immediately be concerned about about whether Wallet of Satoshi's operation keeps running. Uh, but anyhow, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a ramble. I just wanted to give the news as I understood it. And um, you know, uh, Tao or Peter or again anybody else in the audience, Jacob yourself, who has comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts uh, that wants to share them, I welcome your uh, your feedback here. I also moved um, about $600 off of uh, Wallet of Satoshi, but I chose to move it into my um, non-KYC um, cold storage uh, wallet. So it, it, the, the fee was a little little higher for that, but that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with paying, with paying fees. It's not that big of a deal for me. I'm sure that this is like an obvious question, but if anybody had some sats on a, on a Wallet of Satoshi app, you would obviously be like, get those off of there ASAP. Um, so that's interesting. I don't have that much on my wallet Satoshi and I certainly didn't feel the need or the urge to move away from there. I've used it ever since they released it and it's been so smooth and, um, I don't plan on removing actually. I mean, the amount I have on there is not that much, but even, even so it's like, I don't feel the need, even if it's more, I, I wouldn't feel the need to remove because like they doesn't, they don't allow new users from installing it. But as far as if you have it already, there's what about updates tower? Are you going to be able to update the application? Yeah, most likely not because if they don't allow you to install, they're not going to allow you to update. But even so, like with the way it is, it's not of concern, right? Because they're pretty much, centralized and it's fine I, I i feel no worries about anything um at all honestly i feel so i don't know i i i think this will drive people to move if i had like a lot more then yes i would probably move a portion but i felt their service service was so great with everything and their fairness with the fees is another reason why i picked them to be my primary lightning wallet um I mean, I've used since day one, Moon, that was my first wallet, Moon, Blue Wallet, all that. But then, while Satoshi has been so smooth, so seamless, every time you do a transaction, they always have a lot of liquidity. Things were just really good, so that's why I'm not going to move away. Um, but yeah, everybody's going to have to make their own decision. Would would using a VPN, Tomer, I had a question, would using a VPN that, that is not, uh, based, you know, with when the when the VPN is based outside of the United States, would you be able to to access Wallet of Satoshi on on some kind of downloadable page and then update it if necessary from there? Well, I I think it, it this really is a function of how which phones you have and how you use the app stores because if you it, let's say you have an iPhone and you're using VPN to appear to be in Switzerland. Uh, then you have to connect to the Swiss app store. And, and there's a bunch of things you have to do with Apple. And so I, I haven't tried this and I don't know if it's, um, if it's still easy to do. Like many years ago, uh, people used to release apps in the United States before they released them in Canada. So I would 
I would want them. <laughs> and of asking the Apple App Store, United States App Store, and get stuff because it, because it was there. Um, I don't know, I, I but I'm not up to speed on it, so I can't actually answer the question. If there's anybody up here uh, who who can for, and it might be different responses for uh, for Apple and Google uh, in terms of in terms of how they of what they require to give you access to apps on different stores. Uh, but I, I think I, I, I just I don't really know the answer to your question there, Peter. And I, I would um, I wouldn't keep a huge amount of money on Wallet of Satoshi if I was based in the, in in the U.S. I'm not terribly concerned. I, I mean, I never keep a life changing amount of money on a custo- on any custodial solution, anyways. Right? For me, Wallet of Satoshi is this, has been this really wonderful, highly reliable uh, Lightning wallet that I use as like money that as cash that you would take in your pocket when you go out and and you can use it so i basically drained half of what i was carrying last night off of there just out of an abundance of caution and also just wanting to test to see that everything was really working well and that's why i say like for take so peter between peter and i we did two important tests i did the test to see are they routing lightning payments over the lightning network, not just within their custody, but to outside custody? And my test validated that they were and that there was no disruption of service. And Peter did a test to say, can I take my coins out of lightning and move them on chain? Are they, you know, do they have coins that they're able to either close channels for or just that they're keeping separately for on-chain transactions? And the answer to there was yes. So the situation may change, but for now, the service is operating well. And again, it appears that it was a voluntary uh, decision of Wallet of Satoshi, which is probably a very small company. I, I don't actually know the details. And if, if there are people here who are acquainted with who's involved in Wallet of Satoshi and what their access to funding is, but you know, it seems to me like they're I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate here. So this is pure speculation that they're not equipped to fight a legal battle against the United States government, and so they've chosen to withdraw from the United States. And I do think we we need at some point uh, companies that are aligned with Bitcoin and well resourced enough to fight these legal challenges. Um, I saw Joe in the audience earlier. I don't see him now. Um, and I, I would definitely be interested in having a uh, legal opinion on, on this. But I remember when uh, when YouTube was young, like before Google owned YouTube. And one of the things that was getting YouTube to be pretty successful were people were clipping scenes from television and putting them on. So it was <laughs> there were some great opening skits, believe it or not, at, on Saturday Night Live. And people didn't want to stay up till 1130 at night on a Saturday to watch the open the whole show, let alone uh, just the opening skit. And so YouTube became this place where people were putting interesting clips, especially from comedy shows on on YouTube. And of course, the NBC sued YouTube, and YouTube was just this little uh, venture-backed startup, and it looked like the whole world was going to sue YouTube into oblivion. This was not the U.S. government, but it was certainly the U.S. justice system getting in, involved and being weaponized against YouTube, and it wasn't exactly clear whether what YouTube was doing was right or not. Google bought them, and, and the basic idea was Google would support the infrastructure of YouTube and also defend legally what YouTube was trying to do, which was make video universally accessible and uploadable and yada, yada, all that kind of stuff. And 
YouTube ended up being very successful. Google ended up being quite successful. There, there were a number of compromises that had to be made, but it ended up being quite successful. And today, nobody thinks twice about um, about uploading their content to YouTube. In fact, of course, uh, Saturday Night Live uploads all of their content to YouTube. And, and so th- we've just been through that. But the, the ability to fight the legal challenges in the legal realm is, is important. I don't think it's ultimately important to the success of Bitcoin, but it is important to the success of companies like Wallet of Satoshi, who are at this early stage trying to offer services to people on all kinds of things in a complicated environment. And then they run into hard regulatory problems and they're prop again i'm speculating they're probably developers they're they're not businessmen who like to take the united states government to court by various branches of it they're not they're not in this for to fight legal battles they're in it to write software that provides utility and so i do think it's important to have people across the spectrum of skills uh with the, the appropriate resources to be able to continue to make progress through you know through technological uh channels as, as well as legal channels again i i don't want to i don't want to come across as saying i think we need legal approval on all these things but the more we uh remove obstructions that are ultimately going to go away that are ultimately going to fail and the sooner we do it the more just the world is for people like the, those guys at Wallet of Satoshi who are trying to do a good job and find themselves frustrated or hampered by r- rules that generally I think most freedom-loving people would disagree with. Hey, welcome on stage, Lucas. Thanks for coming up here. Hey, Tomer. Nice to see you. And thank you. Uh, I just thought you. Were, I see you've um, gone off mic, but I don't hear you, Lucas. If do others hear Lucas? Is it just me? Oh, yes, I, 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 I hear. I hear Lucas. Oh, um, it probably means I need to drop off stage and come back up. So uh, <laughs> give, give me give me a few seconds because I definitely. Oh, uh, this issue still exists. Interesting. Do you guys hear me? Yes, I, I hear yes. you, Lucas. Uh, uh, Tomer, uh, uh, before you say anything substantial, Tomer wanted to be able to hear what you were saying, so he was going to drop off and reconnect. Uh, so we, we should probably wait for him to come right. back. I'm, ba- I'm back. Why don't you oh, speak, okay. Lucas, and, and I can hear you. Terrific. Nice. Okay. Yeah, this was like an old bug in, uh, in Twitter spaces from like early 21, I remember. People would have this problem. Okay, yeah. No, so... Um, uh, so you said that uh, maybe somebody could share a bit more about what is the Satoshi. I thought maybe I can share a little bit about Thank what you. I know. And maybe it's uh, more than uh, many people. Uh, I don't. I'm definitely not a wallet to Satoshi expert. But so um, wallet to Satoshi is an Australian uh, Bitcoin um, company. Actually, uh, they started as uh, with a service called uh, what. Uh, uh, Satoshi living room of Satoshi, which is a service in Australia where you can pay uh, for different services like uh, utility bills and other things uh, using uh, Bitcoin, but also they accept other cryptocurrencies, shit coins, let's call it for what it is. But um, uh, they are proper Bitcoin maxis. Um, so Daniel, I think he's the only founder, but it could be more. He's an engineer um, and uh, he's a real pleb. 
they actually came, the whole Wallace and Satoshi team came to uh, the uh, um, Vietnam Lightning Conference in February. And it was kind of funny because they didn't announce. They just arrived and paid the tickets and were sitting in the audience and um, were asked to maybe, hey, guys, uh, maybe you can you can speak. So very humble people. Um, and um, also, they uh, I had the opportunity to chat a bit with Daniel um, outside and uh, asked him a bit about the company. And they were self-funded. Uh, they've, they've been... Uh, Profitable, profitable since yeah since fairly early and um, basically they want to be sovereign um, so they're taking um, a different path than the the swan and uh, say VC funded growth path and um, yeah uh, seem to be doing really well I think it's the uh, one of the largest lightning nodes if not the largest lightning node uh, other people will know this better than me but uh, for sure, they're one of the la- largest lightning nodes. So they started. And you're saying that they're not venture backed; they're they're self-funded no. entrepreneurs. Yeah, they're self-funded entrepreneurs, and uh, they were one of the early backers of the Lightning Network. They were uh, they were running. Um, I think it, the wall started back in 2018 or 2017. I mean, it was they they were really early, one of the first real supporters of uh, Lightning Network. And um, uh, I, to my understanding, the problem is really about if you're doing a custodial wallet, which is what Wallet of Satoshi is, then um, there's, there, there's increasing regulatory requirements. And for example, Blink, the Bitcoin Beach wallet, they've, they've had to, say, balance because they're also custodial. So they've had to add, for example, phone numbers and they, they, they do other things that so so they try to satisfy regulators but they're still not available in uh, in the US um, but despite that um, yeah so yeah. so there's it's the custodial thing that's kind of uh, making it more difficult and I think that's that's pretty much what I know about them I don't know yeah, if that thank, was useful thank you Lucas you know like it it to, to the extent that the information is is accurate, it, it certainly aligns with the assumptions that I was making in my speculations about about this company. We I don't know again wh- what regulatory concerns they have or, or what pri- like may, maybe it's not a regulatory concern, but they're being told that they have to re- divulge information uh, about their users, and maybe they're making the choice that they're not you know they'd rather not be in the United States than divulge information about their about their customers. So I don't know exactly. Uh, what what is behind their choice? They're, you can read their tweet that's posted in the nest. Um, it's they don't explain the specific reasons, so so we don't know. Uh, but I, I think definitely giving them benefit of the doubt of um, as, as as players who've been good players in the Bitcoin space so far, built a really reliable service. I know I really enjoy using Wallet of Satoshi as for my efforts to orange pill relative strangers, whether it is at restaurants when I'm tipping servers and saying at the beginning, you know, I'm, I, would you like a, your tip in Bitcoin? I'll give you a bigger tip than I otherwise would have. Just download Wallet of Satoshi. And the onboarding experience is really nice. It's, it's of course, custodial Bitcoin that they're getting, but it's 15, you know, it's 15, 20, $30 worth of Bitcoin, sometimes $100 um, if it's someone who I've been, who I'm tipping for like a week's worth of service at a hotel. 
but um, it's always a really nice onboarding experience and a, and a conversation opener. And, uh, and so listen, I don't do most of my travel in the United States anyways, and I'm, I'm in Canada, so it doesn't, it doesn't affect me that much, but I'm, I'm disappointed uh, that this is a development that we're seeing. And I'm, I'm hopeful that this can get resolved, that this will lead to some form of, uh, or this will contribute, not necessarily be the sole cause, but this will contribute to some form of legal challenge to say, listen, th- people, businesses like this should be able to run. Maybe there's certain limits that you that you do need to Im- impose on how much money people can move through or, or whatnot that are reasonable, but not being there at all is un- is unreasonable uh, c- considering you're a service that's helping people move around uh, like de minimis amounts of Bitcoin, right? So... Can I add one thing, Tony? Yeah, for sure. Tony, sorry. Um, Yeah, no, just just wanted to add that uh, Stefan Levera, part of the Swan team, he did a a podcast with uh, the founder, Daniel, uh, back in 2019, if I'm not wrong. Uh, So a fairly early podcast with uh, Stefan. It's pretty good. I can recommend it about the company. And I also want to say that I've, Together with Tao, actually, been using uh, uh, what is this Toshi for uh, a, a lot to orange pill people, and the, I think the reason has been that it's so easy to just to download it. And literally, I've had I've tested uh, sending people Bitcoin within a one minute. I think the record is like one minute three seconds or something. So from telling them to download the app to them having the Bitcoin on the on the wallet and kind of being like, what is going on? So I think that's been the reason why I think many people have really enjoyed using it as you were describing, Tony. Yeah, you know, I have a, I have an interesting personal test. I see hands up, so I will call upon you. I have an interesting personal test. Last year, I went on to a particular resort. And as I mentioned, there was someone who's providing a great service there. And so I, I gave him a tip that was well over 100 US dollars at the end of the of the week there. I'm going back there with my wife again. And if he's still there, I want to see if he's still got the money on wallet or Satoshi or not and, and what his thoughts are. So this is, I do so much of this random tipping, uh, and, but I never see the people. And this is maybe my first opportunity to actually see the, see the person a second time after they've had it for a while. And, and I guess based off of timing, I'm trying to remember when I w- when it was that I was last there. Uh, Bitcoin's definitely up a lot since, so he might, <laughs> he, you know, he, he's probably got at least 150, if not 200 dollars uh, as as his tip. And uh, and I, I, listen, I'll I promise to report back if I think it's newsworthy. But it was Wallet of Satoshi that I onboarded him with, and um, and and listen, this is in uh, a Caribbean island, so it should still be available there. It's not America. It's not U.S. territory. So we'll see how it all goes. Um, Peter, I see your hand up. Mickey and Ant, welcome to the stage, both of you guys. Lucas, thank you. Thank you for that. Maybe if we can dig up the episode and make it easy for people to find. I would certainly like, if it's going all the way back to 2019, a lot has happened in Lightning. Like pretty much everything has happened in Lightning has happened since 2019. So I'd love it if um, if the Wallet of Satoshi guys came on to uh, some more podcasts now. They're definitely in the news. Uh, and Stefan's is a terrific show. Um, but yeah, Peter, go ahead. 
I, I was just curious as to what people would uh, would recommend in place of uh, Wallet of Satoshi as far as ease of download, ease of use uh, for a and probably a custodial um, Lightning wallet for for small amounts of of value to be stored and 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 used. It's a good question. Um, as someone who's kind of fallen into using Wallet of Satoshi exclusively, I'm I'm cautious about saying so myself. I know I've I know I've heard people uh, say good things about other wallets, but uh, but I'd rather hear it from the horses rather than through through my own hearsay. Uh, Mickey, maybe you have an answer to the question, and uh, you, you may say don't touch custodial things, uh, but I'm certainly interested in hearing. And and I I am getting some more hands for people to come on stage, so. Uh, hopefully, they can answer this for you, Peter. I mean, Peter, you can also still... always leave the United States, right? Like, you don't have to live there. Personally, I prefer Moon when I'm, especially when I'm orange pilling people or tipping people in Bitcoin because it's so quick and you can go through the security with them. I can generally rattle off, you know, get them downloaded, get them some Bitcoin, and go over the basic security feature in two minutes. Yeah, Moon's Moon. I still have Moon on my phone for like custodial small and like you know examples and teaching, but it's it's not my favorite Lightning wallet. I I go to uh, Phoenix still. I know that they have their own issues, and I mean nothing's perfect, but uh, I like Async and I like Phoenix still. So I've struggled with Phoenix because like I I tried to switch everybody out to from Moon to Phoenix here in Juno for their uh you know their their checking account basically and. The uh, the problem we ran into is even though I could get my Bitcoin from Moon over to Phoenix, other people who tried to and then tried to get it back, it took one person, it took a week to get all our Bitcoin because she transferred so much. So it was like, that was very frustrating. I never want to go through that again. See, Strike's pretty easy too. And they also have the Lightning URLs now. And so you have... You have Lightning invoicing, you have Lightning URLs, you have on-chain, and you have the ability to buy on Strike. Also, direct deposit. So I, I think it's a pretty well-rounded like potential replacement for your wallet of Satoshi. It's total KYC AML, though, with Strike. Moon is not, I believe. Moon doesn't have Lightning URLs, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to use if you don't know what you're already doing. I think I think one of the things uh, that's that's definitely worth uh, getting information on, and, and we'll we'll aim to do it here for early next week for people, is a nice table comparing the features of the different Lightning wallets uh, that are out there and what the trade offs are. You know, because I, I think I think what was beautiful about Wallet of Satoshi onboarding for me, which sounds like Moon has it too, is like there's no KY. Well, you install the app, you can potential you, you had the option of giving an email address for recovery purposes, but you didn't have to, and so you just you install the app, you launch it, you press receive, and I press send, and you get it, and you get it, and that's like, and people are blown away by that. It's like you didn't have to sign up, you didn't have to give your email address, you didn't have to. I this, it's yours. You can send it and you can spend it. With the one qualification that it's in the, you know, that it's being held by this wallet of Satoshi company uh, for for you because it's much more com complicated to run your own uh, Lightning node. Uh, we've got, hey, yeah. Tomer, I yeah. I put the 
I, I put out a tweet with the episode. Uh, it was September 2018, um, the interview. So the interview with uh, Stefan Levera, um, or Stefan Levera's interview with the Wallace Distortion Fund founder, Daniel. Uh, I put it up in the nest. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've I've also gotten a, a DM from someone saying check out ZBD, which I which I'm not not familiar with. In my mind, it was a, a lightning gaming company, but maybe that includes a really well featured lightning wallet. Uh, so I, I think I think we, we it's, it'll be a good duty of ours to do some homework uh, and have someone really informed uh, report back to people as to what they might consider and what and what the trade offs are of the various wallets. And I, I think being thorough rather than quick is probably better here because if you're about to you know jump and move your coins to one thing because somebody said something on here today and then you find out well there there was some fine print that you didn't know about uh, better you know better to move slow uh and don't break things than to move fast and end up paying a lot of fees and potentially losing something um for you so take it easy <laughs> uh, i'm sure lots of other people will be sharing information about what alternatives exist as well you don't have to wait for for us to do this but uh but if you give us some time uh we can probably get a good answer uh from from people who are in the know the parody account of uh, you know actually before i call on you parody account of larry fink um it's also come to my attention that the since we started the show the price of bitcoin has uh has been appreciating it's now at 38000 just under 400 38 396 um which is a you know it's a it's a nice boost breaking through the 38000 mark is obviously nice and this uh again speculation but good job last night on orange pilling your thanksgiving family friends uh that's got to be the reason uh, unless larry fink parody account you're about to tell us that larry fink is the one buying up the price up this morning good morning to you Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Always enjoy a good few bars of Pump It Up. Uh, that song has such a special <laughs> role in, in in my heart. I was I was up at uh, my in-laws' uh, lakefront cottage uh, this summer, and uh, the neighbor who installed this outdoor speaker system, and they have a bunch of teenagers who are playing really loud music. Uh, most of it totally not suitable for my taste, but at one point this song came up, and I found myself dancing on the dock. Uh, across the lake from these guys so it was hysterical that's his special song um, um yeah I'm go just, ahead i'm just gonna say sorry with the pumping up but not the song but just the pump that's happening i'm just gonna say sorry um really quickly on the wallace satoshi situ situation yeah um, what do you guys think like um could this be some no because it's obvious that it's not wallace satoshi that does not want to offer across the world. So something with the U.S. and you know our jurisdiction making them um, not being able to have their app, um, you know, distributed throughout the people. And um, 
what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is some 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 sort of like first step where they fight you stage and they're like now cracking down not only Wasatoshi but eventually other apps. And if they do go that route, what sort of recourse do we have in regards to like a phone app? Hey Tao, have you have you read the FinCEN proposal? Have you have you uh, have you sent them uh, comments about that proposal? Because that's probably where is a good place to start. Um, I think this has been going on for some time. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. This is getting a little interesting here now. Yeah, I, listen. I, I think I think this is this is part of Bitcoin's history that it has to make. Right, like Bitcoin has to uh, either either fight or win a fight or be too intimidating to fight or, you know, all of these potential uh, points of conflict that it has with to, to achieve its adoption. And we may, you know, just speculating about possible futures, this isn't exactly, you know, I, I can't predict the future, but we could see a future in the next 10, 15 years where there are some countries where Bitcoin is widely adopted, widely used with lots and lots of services and other countries that are still clamping down on Bitcoin or adoption is just in the gray market or even in the black market. Like it's not necessarily a uniform build out that we're going to see happen for Bitcoin. One of the things that we have seen is that attempts to resist it have largely been um, forgotten after some period of time. So, you know, I think maybe the most famous one is the China mining ban from several years ago. Uh, It didn't really slow down Bitcoin. It it dealt a very, very short blow to the hash rate, which recovered very quickly. And even mining within China has uh, has come back up to to a large degree. I have to see um, my sense from the discussion that we've had so far. And again, I caution and say it's it's just my speculation trying to use logic rather than any kind of inside information or a firm conclusion is that Wallet of Satoshi is a small company. They they see CZ and Binance, Binance uh, being you know criminally charged, pleading guilty to criminal offenses requiring that the federal the US government have oversight capabilities for the next 5 years paying a huge fine they just don't want this headache um and, and so i think there there are some people who might be prepared for the sake of their mission uh to to be to bear this uh burden of working through the legal system uh, challenging things that appear to be overreaches, constitutional violations, and so on and so forth uh, within the United States. And that is something that is in the offing, right? Like there's there's already all kinds of legal challenges on various on various fronts. But I think uh, I, I think really moving forward and and getting some final resolution outcome that the government uh, agrees with that's suitable and acceptable to Bitcoiners is is in the it's in our it, it's ahead it's not in our rearview mirror and so things like what we're seeing now are 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 to be expected right and 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 they will take their time you know and and I'll leave it to lawyers to comment on what they think 
is here, there, and, and others. But we've got the Bitcoin Policy Institute. We've got lawyers. We've got people who are thinking very hard about this. I know there's a Satoshi Action Fund, and I just remembered uh, Dennis asked me to forward. He's raising some money for the Satoshi Action Fund that's trying to get Bitcoin-favorable legislation passed. I think a lot of it is mining-related, but all the Bitcoin-favorable legislation is positive, which is not to say we need the government, but it is to say it's one, it's, it's one obstacle that there are many different ways to route around eventually. And, and of course, a peaceful endorsement and acceptance is, is likely better than a big fight. Uh, but it depends. I mean, there, there are some people who would argue, let's, <laughs> let's go down fighting. Uh, we've, we've got an instrument here that's going to defeat uh, the challenges. So different things. You know, um, in the past, when the government has um, prohibited things like drugs or alcohol, it hasn't been a victory for the government in the long term, but there's been a lot of bloodshed and violence and prison and all sorts of things in the process. So the, the peaceful route, in my view, is the, is the better route. Uh, but having said that, I don't plan to surrender my Bitcoin anytime soon. Um, let's just see. Uh, was there someone else who had their hand up? I don't see any hands up right now. And I feel like I interrupted you at one point. No, I was just saying that I think it's funny that they decided to uh, pull Wallet of Satoshi on Thanksgiving. You know, everybody was out there uh, trying to orange kill their families and, you know, using the quote, simplest uh, lightning wallet on the app store or whatever. And, you know, not to say there's not other wallets, but I just think it's funny. You know, you you go to show everybody, yeah, like, check out this thing. I want to show you this app. It's it's right here. It's so easy to use. Uh, I thought it was here. Where is it? And then the others, like you maybe have told somebody to go to it and whoops, they took it off on Thanksgiving day, right? When you're about to have your turkey and you're, you're about to tell everybody about this creepy Bitcoin and how, uh, uh, everyone should use it, even though they're pulling the apps off the stores because of maybe rules or regulations. I don't know. I just thought that that was funny timing. It, it makes sense. Yeah. That's uh, ironic at best. I know it's not related, right? <laughs> I know it's. I mean, they're, they're, now that we, they're an Australian company, it kind of makes sense that they they wouldn't really take that into consideration. Never underestimate your adversaries. <laughs> this of all this is the Thanksgiving Day attack on Wallet of Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make it a legendary, uh, albeit uh, highly made up story. We're taking of, it down. <laughs> yeah. The Thanksgiving Day massacre of the single wallet uh, from Australia—it's—it's uh, it's probably not the. Yeah, and I also haven't had that problem that someone mentioned about Phoenix. Like, uh, I know that they, you can uh, move things through, like a. Uh, uh, pseudo on-chain uh transaction but and maybe that might have been taking a while i don't know but for me it, my lightning transactions always go through right away yeah i was saying i i didn't have any i'm not sure if it might have to do with location i don't know if location comes into play but maybe because of where we're at here Sorry, I've been having a little bit of Bluetooth challenges here, so I apologize if um, if I'm talking over anybody else. Uh, no problem. It might be, you know, I don't know if 
Um, it might have to do with location where lightning nodes are situated. I don't know if geography comes into play at all on the lightning network. I don't so, think it does. I don't, it has its own topology and it's whoever you're connected to, whether they're halfway around the world, like whoever you have a channel with, whether they're halfway around the world or in the same house as you, that's, that's a point, you know, that's closeness, that's proximity on the lightning network. So, um, so it's unlike if they have channels that are poorly connected in the U S or something, people might experience problems, but, uh, but like I said, I, like I said earlier, and for those who joined later, I was doing proper lightning transactions, like withdrawing, withdrawing sats over lightning from wallet of Satoshi to my own self custodial channels, channels that I have open with parties other than you know, parties other than wallet of Satoshi. And I did six transactions last night, all over 200,000 Satoshis. And they all took, they all concluded um, and confirmed within a fraction of a second. And fees that I was paying was 23 to 25 Satoshis per transaction. So it was, it was negligible. And I paid 125 Satoshis for, uh, for six transactions or 150 Satoshis for, for six transactions, which is a negligible amount of money, especially considering what it costs to transact on chain. And of course, it only took me seconds and it was custodial at the end of the day. So I'm getting all of these amazing promises of, uh, of the Bitcoin network uh, and getting them with the added benefits of instant settlement and really cheap uh, fees. So, so far, everything's kosher and cool. I never tried the the Phoenix, or the wallet of Satoshi. I just tried the Phoenix. The I've worked with the Moon wallet so much that it's, I've gotten so used to it that I it's come to be my go-to, and everybody around here is pretty much using it now too. The the wallet of Satoshi. I just never never tried it, which it's obviously was a good thing. Yeah. Well, you know, sooner or later, you're going to find that some some party that you're working with goes out of business uh, or leaves business in your country or you know, changes some policies that aren't ideally suited for you. So you don't have to worry about making the right choice um, permanently with this, right? But the fact that Bitcoin is yours and is can be self-custodied means that you're not locked in uh, forever somewhere. And it's wise to actually, if you're, if you're talking about material amounts of money, that you distribute your your holdings, especially when they're in somebody else's custody across a number of different providers, because you've always got the counterparty risk uh, when you're in a custodial situation. And, uh, and nobody is too big to fail in Bitcoin, because if a custodian loses their coins, there's no bailout. And there's, nobody's going to print anymore. So practice and learn self-custody. Use these other tools as convenience features with reasonable amounts of money that understanding the counterparty risk that you face. That's that's the philosophy I have towards these things. And it served me well so far, which isn't to say that I've never lost any Satoshis. Oh, my God. I've, in the early days, I did so many stupid things. It's crazy. But uh, this is where I've come around to, at least personally. They should call you the calmest guy in the ecosystem. I swear, I swear, like, you know, the entire mining network can be outlawed in the U.S. You'd be like, it's all good, guys. We're good. Well, you know, like, <laughs> we uh, I, there, there's a part of me that is um, that is angry 
that that it has come to this because I because my assessment is the wallet of Satoshi guys are good guys doing good things, playing honestly in the space of being custodians and finding themselves as good guys intimidated away doing business in the largest economy in the world because of rules and regulations that are claimed to protect American citizens, but but aren't really protecting American citizens and are denying them the opportunity to use this good service. So it's kind of like a loss loss here and and the government isn't helping. The, the government of the freest country in the world allegedly is not is not helping in this case. They're they're the, the, hurting. The, Tomer, the freest country of the world that has the Bank Secrecy Act and the Freedom Act that takes away those freedoms from its own citizens. I am not, yeah. I, I hope that it came across and it's it's um it's a it's a wish for a return to once past times, like America certainly used to be the freest country in the world. I don't know where you want to draw the line in the point in history, but the reason so many Americans are so rightfully proud of what America stood for is America was the country that had the revolution to instantiate a bill of rights, uh, of individual rights for each and every person in, in the country. And that was a historical milestone of tremendous importance. Um, and the fact that we're seeing that diluted away is a very sad moment in history. And, um, and it's important that the direction of arrow of freedom point back towards more freedom and rather than towards less, less freedom. And we've been going the wrong way for a long period of time, which is why I say it's hard to say when, when it's to become the most free nation on earth. Uh, and it's certainly not as free as it used to be. And we need we need to see the whole world move in the direction of that. And and I'll be frank, like that's why I'm a Bitcoiner. I'm a Bitcoiner not to get rich quick. I, I'm a Bitcoiner because I really deeply believe in this notion of freedom and that freedom is what allows us to thrive as individuals, obviously, and, and collectively as a species and as a civilization. And it's what's good for us. And Bitcoin is... A new way, it's a new constitution of protecting and enforcing the protection of certain freedoms, in particular, this freedom to have economic freedom, to not be censored economically. Um, and I've, I've written a, quite a number of essays about this, even essays comparing Bitcoin to the United States Constitution. Um, there's one piece that I wrote, uh, if people want to read it, called The United State of Bitcoin. Someone's actually made a video of it, so if you prefer not to read and watch it, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, Bit Intelligence is the channel on YouTube. Uh, the United State of Bitcoin is the name of the essay. You can read the essay on the Swan blog. But uh, you know, I, I think this is really important. And, and you know, we have a chance to actually claim back our rights without spilling blood. Uh, you know, for the United States to come into being, a bloody revolution had to be held. People died. The people who believed in freedom and fought for freedom gave up their lives for it. We were being asked to put up uh, a fight for a fight for freedom, a fight for for this, and we're and we're, we're given tools here that are tools that have that are immune to the to the weapons that generally spill blood. You can't drop an atom bomb on Bitcoin. You can't use an atom bomb. You can't use a machine gun or a bomb to over to double spend Bitcoin. 
right? This, this is an instrument that is uh, that is immune to the tools of warfare, and so the manner in which we win is happens to be education, decentralization. You know, more more and more people running it, more and more people understanding why they're running it, more and more people saying no thanks to regulations that violate their rights. I, I've got an option here and you can't stop the option. And so when when bigger forces intimidate smaller ones away from doing this, not because they're in the right, but because they have an instrument like we'll sue you, fine you, jail you, it's an, I think it's important that we stand up and speak up for those people. We've got one uh, person who's serving consecutive life sentences for having built the first website that allowed people to transact in Bitcoin. I don't want to say he's completely innocent, but I think two life sentences uh, for building this website is is tragic and unfair. Uh, it's certainly not proportional to what other people who commit other crimes uh, get as as sentences. Other similar crimes get as sentences. So, like, it's it's important uh, that we fight for freedom, and the fight for freedom today is not one of meeting in a battlefield with with troops and seeing who's left standing at the end of the day, but building and fortifying and educating this peaceful network of freedom. That's my speech. The show's over. Oh, I've just been texted that I've gone overtime. We're only supposed to do an hour, and I used it as my bully pulpit to preach freedom, which I'm not embarrassed to say that I did. Um, I do have to wrap up the show, but I, I, I'm happy to give a minute to anybody who happens to be on stage and wants to say anything. Otherwise, I, I will wrap. I really enjoyed listening to uh, Tomer. I agree with everything you said. Thank you. Yeah, I always like listening to Tomer. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Cafe Bitcoin. It's, uh, it is, a, I believe, a terrific place to get your Bitcoin news and information. Um, we're, we've been running shows only one hour uh, this week because of the Thanksgiving week. But next week, we return to two-hour shows. They start at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, they run for two hours, uh, hosted by Alex Danzig. Lots of great team members here. I wish I could name them all, but certainly Ant, Peter, uh, Jacob. Thank you so much for all the work you guys do. I'm very thankful for uh, all the people who come in and listen uh, every day or most days. It's terrific to have this community together here uh, to listen uh, and talk with and learn with together as we go on this journey uh, into the mission of freedom money uh so so thank you again i want to thank swan for making it all possible for us to uh, be able to dedicate our time full time to bitcoin for those of us who who get the support of swan i know marathon has begun sponsoring and supporting the show too so thanks to marathon mining and that's all i know uh so with that i'm going to wrap the show thank you all again have a great uh, weekend and we'll see you all on monday take care